Well, you know, today, as we get ready to read my first scripture, I got a little update on some stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, I don't know, as we follow prophecy, uh, today is Israel's 75th birthday. 1948, on May 14th, they became a nation again. And today is May 14th, 75 years later. So they're celebrating their 75th year as a nation again returned into their homeland. And so, and right now they're going, there's, there's a battle going on over there. I don't know if you all know what's going on. Uh, they've had over a thousand missiles shot at them in the last week, the last five days. But there's only a couple of them that's got through because they got the Iron Dome and, the, and David's sling that protects Israel as a nation that shoots these missiles out of the air. Uh, and they're, they're right in the middle of it. I mean, I mean, this is prophecy happening before our eyes because it says in the Bible this would happen in the last days that all these nations be coming against Israel. So it's a sign of the times. And Jesus said, when you see these things happen, look up because your redemption draws near. He said, the generation that's seen Israel become a nation, again, will see the return of Christ. And that's, that's what the Bible says. That's, that's where we're at. And you know, that generation, I don't know how long that's going to be, but today they're 75 years. So just kind of keep that in mind as we go through our lives and, and looking up. And as you see everything coming together in the world, as things are going, these are all signs, birthing pains of Jesus' soon return. Now, I don't know when, I don't know the date, or nothing, none of us do. And I've been hearing rumors around that the rapture is going to happen 2023. Don't listen to that stuff. That's people making this stuff up. Nobody knows. So just be ready in your heart. And that's, that's my prayer for everybody here today. That, that you've asked Jesus in your heart and that you're saved. And that's all that matters. Jesus did all the work for us on the cross. He calls us as we are. We come to Him. We believe. We receive. And then we start growing in the Lord. You start growing in the Lord. The Holy Spirit, that's what we're going to talk about today, the Comforter. God gives to us through the sacrifice of Jesus made on the cross that we have the Comforter with us here now and living in our lives. Each one of us has the Holy Spirit if you've asked Jesus in your heart. Now, it's a free gift. All you've got to do is believe and receive. And so that's where we're at in the history of our time that we're in. So as we go through our lives, keep an eye out on things that are going. And, and, and watch the fig tree because that's what Jesus said to do. Keep your eye on the fig tree. And a lot of people are ignoring that. I mean, I've, I've watched news uh, like NBC, ABC, CBS. They don't talk about it. They don't even bring it up. But if you watch other news channels, they're talking about it every day. And things are going on right now. They had a ceasefire last night, uh, but that don't mean nothing. You know, it could start back up anytime. So there's only been uh, one Israelite person killed, but the Palestinians, they've taken out six of their terrorist leaders. Israel has. So this is what's going on in the world today as we live and breathe. And so these are the signs to look for. So just, just be aware of what's going on around you in your, in your world that you live in right now because you never know what's going to happen next. All right. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. I think it's exciting. I really do because... You can go through the, the prophecies and word for word what the prophecy said and what people are saying today. It just, it's like, 
Only God would know stuff like that. And so that's why prophecy gets me so excited because it's happening. We're living in biblical days. All right, John 14, 15 through 21. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you see me. Because I live, you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in the, my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. The word of God for the children of God and all of God's children said amen. This is so awesome here. Jesus' promises to his disciples and to all of us. Because he says right here, verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you. How long? Forever. Forever. This didn't stop back in the disciples' day after all the apostles passed away. The Holy Spirit is still here today. We have access to the Holy Spirit through what Jesus has done for us. And that's where we're at. And that's what God has called us to do is to love. And I know I've been, I've been hitting on this for the last three weeks. And, and I've seen my messages and I've been going over them. And it's just something about this love thing, this unconditional love that God is trying to pour out into His church so we can get out into the world and be about the Father's business. Church is not about one hour a week. Church is a lifestyle. We are the church. And we got the power that God has given us through His Holy Spirit. And it's like, even just me up here today, if I didn't have the Holy Spirit, I would not come up here. Today is a very hard day for me, but with God's Holy Spirit, I can get up here and present the gospel of Jesus Christ to my brothers and sisters to help build us up, to strengthen us as we go on our lives, knowing that we're not alone. You're not alone. God is with you. Your struggles, whatever's going on in your family, whatever's going on with any of your family members, God is there. And God has reminded me this morning that we have a better home to go to. And then He's going to bring it here for a thousand year reign on this earth. You know, we all say when we all get to heaven, yes, we're going to heaven, but we're coming back. And that's, and that's what, uh, the ter after the tribulations, we're coming back and Jesus is setting up His kingdom on this earth for a thousand years. And we'll have new bodies. And we won't, there will be no more death for the church. But other people that are here during that time, they will still be living lives without eternity for a thousand years. I know it's hard to explain, but this is all about prophecy. And this is where we're at. This is what we're living. But you don't hear too much about it. You don't. And, and it amazes me. Out of all the churches in the world, out of all the preachers, where's, where's this story at? Why are we talking about what's really going to happen? That Jesus is coming back and we're going to be with Him. And it's all through the power of the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in each one of us. And He's going to raise us up when Jesus makes that word, when he, that shout, that trumpet. When the dead in Christ shall rise and then we will be changed in a twinkling of an eye. This is our hope. And then as I, as I was preparing for this today, 
I didn't know where to, which way to go because there's so many things I want to talk about. I want to put prophecy together with the power of God's Holy Spirit. And, but it's Mother's Day, too. So I, I got to throw this Mother's Day stuff in here, too, because it's, it's for you, all the moms. I mean, you think about it. God has given us these mothers for an example of his love. I mean, who, who shows you the mercy and the compassion when you fall down and get hurt or whatever, you know, in our lives? I know my mom's been gone for 13 years now, you know, and, and this is my kids' first year without their mother, and it's very hard for them, but when, she's not gone. She's not gone. Her spirit lives on. And she's up there. She's in that cloud of witness that the Bible talks about, that cloud of witness where she's watching. And she's saying, keep on keeping on. Don't give up. And I know that's how my wife would feel. And that's what keeps me going, knowing that God used her in everybody's life in this room. I mean, anybody who come across Susie felt the love of Jesus Christ. I mean, you can't not. And sometimes I felt the correction of Jesus Christ through my wife. And, and it was so awesome to have a woman bold enough to tell me, hey, you're wrong, man. And she set me straight. And see, I don't have that. But I, I got the memories of her doing that. And so I know what she would think. I know what she would want me to do. And that's a virtuous woman there. A virtuous woman who sets an example of God in the family, who sets the example of how to love one another in the family. Sometimes you got to be stern and strict, but most of the time, loving and caring and understanding and forgiving. That's what motherhood's all about. That's what I've seen in the moms that I know and all the ladies in this church. Thank God for moms, because you are that love connection from God that compassionate tenderness, that tender loving kindness that comes from the throne of God flows through the women of the world, to their families, to the hurting people around them. Now sometimes you'll find you'll run into women who, who've been confused, knocked down, beat around, and they get the wrong idea of God. You know, it's like a, a dad figure that wasn't a very good dad. And so some women will relate that to God. And that's a terrible thing because God is holy. He is both. He is the woman and the man combined. God is holy. That's why he made man and woman in his image. So we'd have that complete picture of God's love, of God's mercy and compassion for his family, his children. That's every one of us in here. And it's so awesome that we can be a part of this family that Jesus paid the price for. This comforter that He sent for us to abide with us forever. And He says if we, if we love Him and we keep His commandments and we know that His commandments, what He was talking about, love God, love people. He said if you do these two things, all the commandments are wrapped up in those two commandments right there. He will manifest Himself to us. Him and the Father will manifest Himself to us in our lives and guide us and direct us and speak to our hearts. Sometimes we think it's our thoughts, but sometimes it's not. It's, it's God speaking to you. You know, and sometimes I'll have an argument with myself. Really. I know I'm crazy. I know that. No one has to tell me. But that's a battle 
of good and evil going on in us. The old man trying to come back and, and the Holy Spirit saying, stand down. This is my property now. And I don't know if anybody else battles with that, but I do still. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how long you say you follow Jesus. You still battle with that old man, that old desire of the flesh. We all do. We can't say we got it right because we don't. We're, we're working towards it. We're pushing forward. We're forgetting what's behind, moving forward for that perfection that God has called us to. And I doubt if any of us will achieve it in this lifetime. And I don't know anybody who has. But we keep pushing forward by loving people, loving God. And I know it sounds so easy. And, and like I said, I've been talking about it for weeks, but God has been dealing with me in my heart about this love thing. Because I've caught myself getting bitter with things, circumstances. And then I have to go and repent of that. And what I mean by repent, I need to change my mind, my, change my thinking, and not get bitter about my circumstances, but let God use this to bring me up to the next level in my faith walk. And that's where I'm at. And that's where God's calling all of us to keep moving on. Don't let this brokenness keep you down. We do have a better future coming. We do have a hope. And that's why I like talking about prophecy so much, because so, that way we'll know that we're getting close. And for 2,000 years, even the apostles back then, they thought Jesus was going to return in their day. So there's nothing wrong with each one of us here believing that Jesus is going to return and set up His kingdom on this earth. And it's, it's a good thing. Because then all evil will be taken care of. He will wipe away every tear from our eye. He will give us that eternity hope of life. That's what it's all about. Now if we preach any other thing that we got to be good, and you, I mean, you, we do. But you can't do it in your own strength. Like Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. The Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, we don't know what good is. What is good? Loving people. Forgiving people. Even if you don't right at the first minute when someone offends you or hurts you, I know in my life, my first reaction is to get back, to pay back. But you know, we all have that. That's part of being human. But we don't act on those feelings and circumstances. We remember what Jesus said. Love. Forgive. Because if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. And see, that, that's a hard one to hang on to right there because there's, there's some things I've got, God's dealing with me in my life. You know, and like I said, just because I'm a preacher don't mean I've got this figured out. I don't. I'm taking it one day at a time. I'm living my life, but I'm not living in fear no more. I'm not living thinking I'm going to mess up and God's going to strike me down. I, them, them days are over. I can stumble and fall. God's going to pick me up. That's what He's promised in His Word. So when you fall down, you stumble, and you're not so loving and caring, that's alright. God loves you anyways. And He's still going to work you through it. And He's going to bring you out better on the other side. That's His promise. And see, God is so much different than people. I mean, we have this conditional love that if you hurt me too many times, I'm blowing you off. Okay, I've had enough. I'm not going there. I forgive you, but just don't come around me. God's not like that. God's like, I'm going to keep coming and I'm going to keep picking you up and I'm going to keep dusting you off and I'm going to keep cleaning you up. When you fall down, I'm going to love you anyways. 
And see, it's the kind of love that God has that we can't comprehend. But it, He wants to shed that in our heart so we can learn how to be that way to other people, to our family members that's hurt us. And I know all of us here, we've probably hurt people too ourselves. But God will work us through that. And if you catch yourself doing that, stop and take a breath and say, Lord, help me do the right thing. Because in the heat of the moment, we can hurt people with our anger. So we need to take a step back and take a deep breath and say, okay, Lord, help me to handle this the way You would want me to. Because it's hard. It really is. When someone's hurting you intentionally and they don't have the Holy Spirit, it's like the devil's coming against you. But we've got to respond in love because those people don't know. They don't know what we know. They don't know that it's, it's part of being human. It's part of that sin that dwells in every person on the planet. Every person that came through the fall of man and woman in the garden. People don't understand that. You can be, you can be perfect. Even Mother Teresa, you can do all the right things. You're still a sinner saved by grace. That's what this love of God's all about. He loves us in spite of ourselves. And that's a good thing. Because there's some days I don't feel very lovable by God. And you know, and there's some days I curse God. I don't call Him names, but I just, I, I wouldn't say really curse Him. I just ask Him, what, what is going on here? How does this work out in your plan? How does this pain and suffering work in your plan? But then, then He reminds me of what He went through. What Jesus went through on His way to the cross. All the insults. I'm not talking about when He got crucified. I'm talking about the three years prior. How, how bad people talked about Him. Put Him down. All the religious leaders said he's, he's of the devil. He's this. He's that. And all He did was go around and heal people. Love people. Pull them up out of the pit. People that are broken where nobody could do nothing for them. If God didn't intervene, they're done. But God intervened. Picked them up and gave them a new beginning. And that's what God's in the business of. New beginnings. To create a new heart in us. This heart that only comes from God. We can't make it ourselves. We can't create that heart in us. It's a gift from God. And so you get the Holy Spirit, that Comforter that's going to abide with us forever. God manifests Himself to you. And you manifest that God to the world. That love, forgiveness, kindness, gentleness, mercy. And sometimes that love comes with some discipline. That's part of love. A little bit of chastisement in there every now and then. I mean, it's like when you raise your kids, you tell them, don't touch that fire, you're going to get burnt. Stay away from the stove, you're going to get burnt. You're going to get burnt. And what do they do? They get burnt. And even though you just chastise them, tell them not to, they still have to learn for themselves. And then when they do it, they get burnt, and they're like, man, you was right. You wasn't lying to me. It's like, that's how it is with God. God is not lying to us. He's, he's telling us this stuff for our own good, for our own benefit, as a loving father would do. As a mother would do. God is our Father. But He's got the attributes of both. That love, compassion, tender loving kindness. 
I just remember raising our kids. Whenever one of the kids got hurt, Susie was there for him to love him and kiss him and make it all better. And Dad's like, oh, toughen up. Get up. Walk it off. But Mom runs over there and grabs him and shows him that love and mercy and compassion. You've got to have both. And so, on this Mother's Day, remember your mothers. Remember that love they showed you. That compassion. And then go show that love to the world that's motherless. That's fatherless. And people without God are like fatherless people. They're, they're without that guidance that only comes from God and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that abides with us. The Spirit of Truth. I'm going to read this again. Even the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees Him not, neither knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and shall be in you. These words are words of life. These are the greatest words we could ever ask for. Promises of God. Promise of the Spirit on this Mother's Day. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You. Thank You for Your gifts, Lord. Your gifts of love. Thank You for Your Holy Spirit. Thank You that You've come to this earth and You know what pain and suffering is all about, Lord. You know what it's like to be broken, to be shredded, to have your heart just broken in pieces because of the hatred around You. Lord, help us to be strong like You. Strengthen us with the power of Your Holy Spirit that we may walk in this love. And help us, Lord, to love each other as You have loved us. And manifest Yourself to us, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, Amen.